Blog Talk Radio. Shemalek Mayelama Shemahezahilma Sona Shenevorat Fed
music we started with is what we usually close the program with. Um, it's music that's uh, played at the funerals of uh, police officers. And this week, unfortunately, we lost two um, fine um, FBI agents and seven um, police officers. Uh, it was a very, very bad for, week for law enforcement. So, to all the families out there, we we wish them very we wish them well. Uh, our condolences uh, from each and every member of our staff to you, you and your families, and uh, we appreciate the other brothers and sisters that are listening. We appreciate everything you do. Well, guys, it was uh, it's great to have everybody back. We got the full contingent tonight. Um, uh, let's uh, let's start. Uh, let's see, Ty, uh, Manny Pacquiao, and uh, Ryan Garcia. Is that ever going to happen or not? You know, I don't think so, and for for two reasons. The first reason is Eric Gomez, who's uh, president, you know, one of the matchmakers over at Golden Boy, said it's not a fight that they want right now. Um, so, you know, if the matchmaker is saying that's the fight they don't want, then that, that kind of tells you something. And then there was an interview recently with Eddie Reynoso, and Eddie Reynoso said, look, you know, Manny Pacquiao has all that experience, and that – for those who don't know, Eddie Reynoso is Ryan Garcia and Saul Canelo Alvarez's trainer. And what he said was, look, you know, Manny has all that experience. He said, my guy has to go up two weight classes. He goes, it's not a fight we want right now. He goes, what's more realistic for us would be the Tank Davis fight. Um, so whether he fights Tank Davis, Devin Haney, or whomever, it seems like his handlers are steering away from the Pacquiao fight at the moment. Great. Z, what do you uh, think it, what the style would be? Um, well, uh, as far as the Pacquiao and Ryan Garcia fight, um, as you know, Todd just explained, and as you know, everyone else apparently is saying, um, Garcia is too light. He to move up two weight divisions to fight a guy who's honestly been fighting guys heavier but it's not the, even the biggest guy at his weight, which is kind of a detriment to Garcia to me. Uh, and also Pacquiao is a very experienced fighter. And you can see that the way he's fighting. He's gotten older and his um, legs and his fists aren't as fast as they used to be. But he's using uh, experience and he's learned a, a very, he's becoming a pretty good body puncher. Um, Keith, Keith Thurman, uh, he, he laid a good one on Keith becoming a pretty good body puncher, and he's uh, actually becoming a pretty, not um, a astute, I wouldn't say, but he's becoming a not bad counter puncher as far as, you know, just him coming back, you know, when making a guy miss and returning. He's getting more adept at doing that in his, you know, in his, you know, boxing age. Um, Ryan Garcia at this moment is not ready for that. He's moving up two weight divisions and he's known as a hard hitter. You're not going to move up to two weight divisions and fight a guy who's only been knocked out once by, you know, a, a, another legend. And he's really uh, one of the toughest guys around. And, you know, people don't, you know, they can say what they want about Pacquiao. Pacquiao is one of the tougher boxers around. So, I mean, and he's not easy to hit, especially, you know, at, in with his pace of fighting, he's not easy to hit, but he's a tough guy. Um, so uh, Ryan Garcia doesn't want to see him. As far as Tank Davis goes, um, 
that would be interesting. And not to take up too much time, but uh, I I, I would have to say it all depends on the cardio. Um, Ryan, to me, he's, well, not even to me. Ryan's a naturally bigger guy, but as far as punching power, I don't, I mean, I, I want to say he's a bigger hitter, but I can't, I don't know if I can say that. Um, Davis, he's a hard hitter. Uh, the problem is, if Ryan Garcia can use his length, then I, I think it will be a very, very difficult fight for Tank Davis. Um, but Ryan Garcia has a tendency not to use his length or move his feet too much adeptly as far as avoiding. And I can see him being in uh, Tank Davis's wheelhouse a little too much, where Tank Davis is, a, to me, he's a better inside fighter. Um, not, I don't, I can't, well, I don't know, yeah, he, to me, he is a better inside fighter. All around, Garcia is more talented, but I think, I mean, it, it, I think he would be in Tank's wheelhouse a little too much, and that will make the fight interesting. As far as who would win, I couldn't tell at this moment. Uh, but 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 it's interesting. I, I, I'm sorry, it's interesting. But I saw some. Uh, I saw clips of a young Terrafimo Lopez and uh, Tank Davis sparring, and mm-hmm. um, whew, that that told me quite a bit of things. That um, Tank he he. I mean, his feet could cost him. Also, I mean, he moves in small increments. But I mean, he he has a tendency of catching guys, you know, somehow into his wheelhouse. And and I like, I mean, now a hard hitting guy who uses his feet can give Tank trouble. So mm-hmm. that's yet to be seen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hey Bob, uh, your boy uh, Cowboy has uh, has surfaced again, and it looks like he's got a big fight coming up. What do you think? Uh, yeah, well, first off, what's up, Ty Z? What's up, fellas? Uh, hey, what's going on, bro? You, you gotta, we gotta, real quick, we gotta, we gotta talk about Con- McGregor versus Poirier. All right, we gotta throw that in first. Okay, I mean, the, the, the huge, the night of upset, I mean, it was phenomenal. Uh, Connor sleeping. Uh, what do you think, Ty? What, what was your, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, did you see it first? Yeah, I absolutely watched it. First of all, let, let me say this. I called Bean, I called Zito a few days after, and I said, uh, hey, Zito, did you see Dustin Connor? He said, I saw Dust Off Connor. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty funny. Um, so here's the thing, right? Connor, and, and you know what? I think this is going unnoticed by me. And I'm, you know, I'm, I consider myself a pretty educated guy when it comes to the combat sports, you know, boxing, particularly boxing Muay Thai. Um, sure. But one thing that was painfully obvious to me, because this fight took place on its feet, um, is Connor really is not a great that everyone thinks he is. What Connor does have, he has tremendous power in his left hand, and he has great movement and timing. He he knows how to he knows how to move it a half an inch to step back create that space and step in with a shot. He's really good at that. He's really good at pull counters and stuff like that. Um, so he has really good timing and good power, and he gets a lot of guys out of there with his first shot. But he doesn't throw more than two shots. He's a one-two guy. 
He's the one-two guy. So even though Dustin broke him down with the legs, the calf kicks, which, you know, Bob, I know you love that. So he probably broke him down with the calf kicks. The first thing I noticed was that when Connor would throw and Dustin started to get his timing, Dustin was kind of did it at the end of the first round. He came back with a counter. He came back with a check hook, and he kind of caught Connor and he pointed at him. And I said, Connor, you better watch that because you don't yeah. bring your hands back up. You don't bring your hands uh-huh. back up. Uh-uh. And so what I started noticing is skill for skill, Dustin is a superior boxer because Dustin is can fight in all three ranges as a boxer. Connor. Right fights from long range. He's the one-two guy. So what happened was once Connor's movement was, so once Connor's movement was compromised, and and first and foremost, Dustin withstood his power because he ate a couple great shots. Um, Yeah. Um, And and you know, once Connor's movement was kind of compromised, he, you know, he he could trade in the pocket uh, to the level that Dustin could. And all of a sudden, when he would throw his shots, instead of Dustin moving away, Dustin was staying in the pocket and slipping his head. And so I said to myself, Dustin's going to catch him with with a with a hook and a with a hook in an exchange. And he kicked his leg and caught him with that hook. And, and boom. Connor was hurt. Connor was hurt. You know what? The funny thing is, fighters know it. Connor was hurt. He knew it. Dustin knew it. And when Dustin went on the attack. Something Zito pointed out is Connor, because of his leg, he couldn't get away. He was rocked, but he couldn't get away. So what he tried to do was he tried to push Dustin off, and then Dustin just, you know, did what Connor. Dustin does. Yeah, so that's what so, I saw. Connor McGregor, as, as, as he's one of the most dynamic fighters, but kind of limited. And he even limited himself more because he really boxed more than a kickbox with Dustin, too. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and, and, um, yeah, and, and also, uh, to, to, to kind of quickly add to your point, um, Dustin, I mean, it, it, with, with Connor being an in-and-out guy, he's sort of, just to relate him in boxing terms, he's sort of, he's Pacquiao sort of. He's not going to... Yeah give you many angles or anything. He's going to time you well, but he's going to come straight in, and he's going to usually go straight back out. Um, and with a guy with a guy like that, you're on the tracks. And as I say, if you're on the tracks, you always, you know, you know if, if, I don't care how fast the train is, if he stays on the tracks, you always can look at that watch and say, well, the train's going to be here around this time. <laughs> so, and and simple as that. You might not be able to catch the the, the, the cart in the train, but he was catching the train in his tracks, directly yeah. in, in his wheels. And catching the train in his wheels, all of a sudden the train's not moving as fast. So when it's time for that train to go back out of town, now you can catch the train. Because just because you yeah. slowed the train up, instead of kind of being able to dart in and out, that dart just got a hair slower to where it got caught with the counter. Went to where he threw a shot and he couldn't get away as fast. Now he got caught with the county rocked and as you know, as was stated, Dustin, you know, everybody knew it and Dustin did what was appropriate. I'm going to give Connor his credit um, because in, when when Dustin started uh, trying to throw it on, 
he had pretty good defense in the pocket until he caught a few. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He, he well, pretty, yeah. Then he uh, caught a few. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's slipping and everything. Um, but um, and I was reading, just reading, uh, you know, after fight statements, Connor seems to be taking it sort of humbly, I guess. You know, um, and you he know what? He's a guy true. who always took his losses well. Um, at, yeah. you know, at least well, publicly, Khabib, right? You know, I, I don't, I don't know how he goes, you know, privately. Khabib was mm. something totally different, but he's yeah. the kind of guy who's always. Like one thing he's always done, and I I really admire this about Connor, is after a loss, as the time has passed, he will usually tweet out a breakdown of why he lost. Now, in some instances, some may be a little delusional to the average person, um, but for the most part, he's he's pretty pretty open minded about why he lost and what he needs to do to come back. Know what I mean? So that's one thing well, I kind of dig about him. Yeah, and 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 this and his assessment here, he said something that I and that I think we all have been speaking to. He said I have been inactive. Yeah, simple as that. He said <laughs> I've been inactive, and when I'm at when the fighter's inactive like that, and you're going up against a guy who's hungry and you know has been active well, those things happen. And as I said, we've all been saying that so. Yeah, to elaborate on what both you said, you're both accurate. I mean, with, with Ty, like, I love, you know, and Z hinted on it, too, you know, he couldn't pop back out, you know, the, the utilization of that, that front leg kick and, and, and putting that shin across that IT band, then you kind of give people the dead leg, you know what I mean? And, and you yep, know, I've always yep. said, you know, people can't, you know, because boxing and, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, and kickboxing, and this is what's hard getting through to new students, they're, they're, all, they're all about the striking part. And I'm like – your feet got to be in the right spot. Otherwise, you're just, you're just starting to build up from the ground up. If there's a problem with anything in your technique, it comes down to your footwork. And uh, if you start, you know, giving him that dead leg, he can't do what he's good at it, pop in, pop out, right outside of that thing. But And that's just it, Connor. We've talked about that before, too. Connor's one of those guys like uh, Silva, eyes open, chin up. You know, he's real good at making people yep. miss by an inch, not a mile. You know, he's real good at just boom, that head movement, uh, uh, rolling shoulders and stuff like that. And, and, and just, you know, like, again, we try to tell everybody that you keep your eyes open. The punch you see is not going to hurt as bad as the one you don't see. You know what I mean? Right, right, and, uh, right. So so it was it was phenomenal, you know. But, uh, yeah, good for him. But, you know, Connor, you're right, you guys. Uh, Connor's not out of it. He's still in there. Um, Ty was talking. He takes his licks pretty good, and that is admirable. Uh, I just want one of our listeners to make me a meme with the old guy's head on it, you know, that he hit over his body. <laughs> wow. You know, you know I, just, I, I need somebody to make me that meme. Um, I saw the Bernie Sanders meme. That was hilarious. I love that one, too. Um, yeah, I that, but, too. Uh, that was pretty funny. <laughs> I need that meme from somebody. I want to see that on Facebook. And then, uh, um, but, yeah, so, so. Uh, Poya is just a whole new guy, man. The way he's come yeah, back from the first yeah. time, from the first time they met, whole new athlete. Um, that's just a, a messed up division, but we'll get in that later. So going back to the original mm. question, um, Cerrone, my boy, Cerrone. Um, yeah, they they now it's it's Diego confirmed. Sanchez, right? Boom, boom, yeah. boom, baby. 
two of the old-time uh, bad boys. Yeah. Um, and, this now, is, Diego, and I believe this is Diego's retirement fight. Am I correct? He stated this is his one and done. He, he's out. You know, Cerrone, 36, 15, and two known contests. Uh, uh, you know, uh, Cerrone's got so many. I mean, and, and Sanchez is 30 and 13. He was the first-ever yeah. uh, tournament winner on the Ultimate Fighter. And then, again, the show back that. in the day, it really helped yeah. the UFC's popularity because before that, like, you know, back when I had to explain it to people what I did, like, oh, you mean human cockfighting? Like, no, no, there's actually, wow. you know, there's, there's, yeah, there's, there's talent. There's, we're training, you know, it's, it's not all that, you know, but, um, yeah, I mean, uh, Soroni is a surefire for the UFC Hall of Fame. We don't know what he'll retire or not. Um, but, uh, you know, he's got the most finishes in, in, in USC history, 16, most wins in USC history, 23, uh, most post-fight bonuses in promotion history, 18, tied for the most wow. UFC for Jim Miller, 36. Uh-huh. That's, a, that's a long career, you know. And Cerrone, you know, Connor made Cerrone look bad, and I, and I, I didn't like that. Um, he kind of, you know, just kind of like the way Poirier brought it to Connor, but even worse. Um but again, Cerrone's one of those guys that'll jump in the ring three weeks after a fight if he gets cleared. Now, most people on a knockout, you're getting a six-month suspension for medical. Um, you know, Cerrone will just get some cuts and you know bruises, and he'll he'll want to jump right back in. Again, I love his I love his heart. Um, I don't know how much of a future he's got left, um, but uh, yeah, you know what I mean. Um, love. Love and, and a huge respect for Cerrone. Now, the thing with Cerrone and, and uh, Sanchez is they were both uh, part of Jackson Wink out in New Mexico. And they were really good friends. And then Cerrone was the first one to leave. Uh, uh, Sanchez is no longer with uh, uh, with those guys. And so now, you know, it's kind of a you know friendly, but yeah, let's just see who's better. They used to be training partners. So it'll be yeah. a very interesting, very interesting fight. I think it's slotted for February sometime. And then not to take away from Sanchez or Diego, you know, other than the UFC uh, uh, show where I think they were peeing on Chris Lieben or something. I don't know. Um, but, uh, you know, that, that guy's got, you know, he, he's tied for second most fight uh, night bonuses. I mean, he, he, uh, his 2009 fight with Quig, Clay Guido, who's fighting tonight. Um, you know, so... Yeah, so I mean Diego Sanchez not to be underestimated too, but that should be a great fight and a good retirement for Diego. You know, Cerrone's a guy who, uh, even in his prime, Cerrone always ran a little hot and cold, um, and you know he, he was he was looking pretty cold, and you know Connor caught him at one of those cold stretches. So, by my estimation, if he's not done yet. He should, you know, go ahead and beat Diego at this point. Diego looks looks uh, looks like he's going over the cliff. Cerrone looks like he could be over the cliff, but because he's run hot and cold throughout his career, um, you, you know, I just I, I never know what to expect with him. This is a guy who fought, you know, Rafael Dos Anjos for the for the lightweight title, and Dos Anjos blew the doors off of him. I, like I was just stunned. Uh, because he, you know, got in a position to the title. Then he goes up to welterweight and wins like four in a row. So I just don't know what to expect. If, if he's not going over the cliff, 
Well, I mean, he just had a pretty good fight with, with Anthony Pettis as well, too. So I just don't know. Cerrone just runs too hot and cold for me to really know what to expect. But I do expect him to beat Diego. I, I, think, I think Cowboy, uh, he, he to me is amongst the king. He's the elite of the non-elites to me. That's a good to way where, to put it, yeah. There you go. I like that. Yeah, to where he he's he's a guy who's first of all he hops in with anybody, you know, basically anybody. as you said, anytime, anybody, anytime. Boy, and, you gotta love him. Boy, you gotta love him. <laughs> Absolutely. Boy, and anybody meaning him. anybody, like anybody. You draw the line ranking, and he's scratch, levels, no matter what. <laughs> exactly, ranking levels, titles, anybody. If if, if it's a fight, he's going he's going to want to do it. Um, with that said, uh, he, I think that he's um, he he against Connor. I, th- I don't think he ran cold. I think he he ran old. I think that's just Cowboys oh. kind of going to downhillish to me. Right. Um, oh, yeah. Pettis, yeah. I think Pettis is kind of going that way too. That's what kind of made that a you know a, a little more uh, interesting fight than than I thought it would have been. Um, but the, as you said, Diego Sanchez, I think. You know what? Cowboy looked really good a, a, a few, uh, maybe it was a year and a half ago or a couple of years back against Ally Atenta. My God, that was yeah. probably, the, you know, the last really good performance I saw from him. That was just amazing. Well, yeah, but guys, yeah. follow me here. I mean, Cerrone is like, uh, you know, he always he's that guy that needs a round to warm up. You know what I mean? And and he yeah. takes his yeah. ass beating, you know, kind of thing. And and that's not, a, you know, that might work in your twenties, but when you you know you're pushing thirty five and above, like you can't go against these one round knockout artists. They're coming at you, you know, with that kind of power and that kind of uh, counters and stuff. I mean, it's just not. So I, you know, I have to as much as I hate to say it, agree with Z. Like I think Cowboy is kind of slowly working himself out, but don't count him out because again, he's. Uh, I think where's he got his property? It's either New Mexico or Texas, and he's got a ring out there, and he's putting on. You know, he might just be his own little promotion here. So that could happen. Hey, that's good. Hey, uh, Ty, let me ask you a question. Uh, Canelo Alvarez uh, has a fight uh, on the 27th with Yielding. Yielding. Uh, what's your thoughts on that one? Well, every again, every time I, I think of uh, Avery Yildrum, I, I remember his Chris Eubank fight and watching it with Zito and uh, him getting knocked out and then coming to his knees and, and just looking around like a Scooby-Doo character, like what just happened, you know what I mean? Um, and, and you know, that was that was the Chris Eubank. Now, I saw him fight, you know, Anthony Durrell, and uh, didn't think he approved much. You know, he's, he's a slugger, but, you know, he's a slugger who doesn't have tremendous power. He's just a strong guy. Um, you know, Canelo's, Canelo's going to rip him apart, <laughs> quite simply. Um, but what's supposed to happen is immediately after that fight, Canelo's goes there announce his uh, fight with Billy Joe Saunders. Um, so, uh, you know, but he has to win that fight. And, you know, I mean, two guys with two fists, anything can happen. And Yildrum is a big, strong guy. But, you know, Canelo should, you know, honestly win that fight walking away. If Yildrum was fighting uh, Callum Smith, I would have predicted Callum Smith 
to to possibly stop him late or or you know win a wide decision. So I you know I think Canelo's gonna you know he's gonna buzz him up pretty good. See, um, this fight I mean I, I this fight is gonna be a little more interesting than than I think the uh, writers are putting it, and I've just been a little more. Um, <laughs> Yodrum is, is some things about Yodrum that could give Canelo trouble. One thing is he's he's a big guy who tends to move forward, mm-hmm. and Canelo really ever since he's been fighting in, in these heavier in the heavier weight classes, he's been seeing guys for the most part who's going to give him his opportunities. They're going to mm-hmm. need their spacing. Mm-hmm. Kovalev, Golovkin, Smith. They're going to need their spacing against Canelo. Um, they're not guys who are going to tend to, maybe Golovkin at times, but they're not guys who's going to tend to press Canelo, to try to lay their weight on him, try to put their physical mass on him. Maybe Yodrum's going to be that guy. Canelo is not, I mean, 168, Yodrum is a physically bigger and heavier guy. So as far as getting inside on Canelo, he should be able to. Now, footwork, <laughs> that's a totally different story. But you know what, Zito? I, Zito, I think you make a ugly, really... He's a big Z, guy. I think you make so, a, a really, really good point. Um, ever since the, the second Golovkin fight, Canelo has been a come-forward fighter. And, and that's a very good point, Zito. And what we've seen him actually do is get better at coming forward. Um, Yildrum is a is a bigger guy who's going to come forward. This is this is the fight where you could see Canelo kind of looking more like Golovkin, like like when he fought Golovkin the first time. That's a good point, Zito. I didn't think of that. I, I mean, it could be that way, or or it could look like Angula. I mean, it could be one of those two ways. Um, either way, that, 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 that either way that ends pretty bad for Yildrum now. <laughs> it's pretty, I, I mean, that's the whole, that's the whole thing. Well, but, okay. but it, it should be a kind of an action-packed fight, though. It really should be a, a, a you know an entertaining fight. It won't like mm-hmm. Yildrum will bring it. That's the thing. Yildrum will bring it. You know, with these wild hooks from time to time. Um, so he's not going to be on the back foot. Oh. Like he's going to give Canelo opportunities. Zito is absolutely correct. I don't know. Well, how about the now you, you brought the um, Billy Joe Saunders up, which we talked about a couple of weeks ago. What's the possibility on that one between the, those two? Zito. And the reason I ask is, I, is because yeah, Callum Plate. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, when I said that fight is, 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 is supposed to happen either May 1st or May 8th. So, right, Vito, let, let us hear what you think, sir. Cinco de Mayo. Um, uh, as, as I said before, um, I see Canelo, and he's, for some reason, he seems to, something he seems to be improving. I, mean, I haven't seen him, I haven't really seen Canelo in too much of a competitive fight ever since the Lufkin. So I mean, all of his you know fights over middleweight have, have looked impressive to me. Uh, Billy Joe Saunders, ever since Lemieux at middleweight, he's failed a drug test and hasn't 
made middleweight sense. And to me, he hasn't really, you know, looked the same. So, I mean, I, 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 I just think that uh, right now, Billy Joe is, is – first of all, to, to even do anything, Billy Joe's going to have to put something on his punches against Canelo. Uh, even though he's a bigger guy, Billy Joe is not a guy who's going to plant his feet, you know, too often unless he's confident. Uh, but I don't see that too much against Canelo. Second thing is this. Um, he can throw light, fast punches. And one thing we know is Canelo has very, very good timing. So, I mean, as far as that goes, light, fast punches, Canelo will go through with a hard punch. You mean right one, two, one, two. That's not going to work against Canelo. Canelo will step in with a hard punch. And, mm-hmm. and anybody who knows fighting, the light punches don't mean anything when that guy just planted a nice one on you. Um, Billy Joe, I just don't have confidence in his ability to really get away from Canelo effectively or to connect effectively on Canelo, the two things that boxers need to do. I don't see him mm-hmm. doing any of that effectively. While I see Canelo doing all of that effectively. I just think it's right now they're two different levels, and they're going mm-hmm. totally in two different directions, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Ty? The very best Billy Joe Saunders that we have ever witnessed was the guy who absolutely undressed David Lemieux over 12 rounds. Mm-hmm. Best Billy Joe Saunders we witnessed. Canelo would beat that guy. This Canelo would would beat that guy pretty clearly. Um, That guy would give him fits in spots, but he would go on and lose a a clean decision. Um, Outside of that, and maybe the Andy Lee performance, I have never seen Billy Joe Saunders put 12 rounds together. Um, against Chris Eubank, he, he started really good and looked really good. And, you know, uh, Eubank, one thing about Eubank is is he keeps coming and he has great conditioning. And Billy Joe Saunders wore down. And it, Eubank roared back to make that, a, you know, a really, you know, a closer fight than it should have been. Competitive. Um, yeah. Uh, and even on the scorecards, he, he got it a lot closer than that fight should have been. You know, he just reeled Billy Joe in. So, Here's what I think I think no matter what Billy Joe shows up And Billy Joe is going to show up You know this is a big opportunity It's one of the fights he's been calling for Guys don't not show up For fights like this So he's going to show up But I think no matter What you get from Billy Joe Throughout the fight at times, he's going to give Canelo fits. The only question is how long does he give him fits and how bad does he get beat up before it gets to the end? Um, because he, he he has a style. You know, he's, he's a rangy southpaw with, with tremendous, you know, head, foot, and just tremendous movement. Um, he, he really is, in a sense, like a small Tyson Fury. You know, it's funny, he's another gypsy, too. Um, so he has a style that will give Canelo trouble, you know, on, on, on you know, Canelo's best day. Um, but he, he, uh, he doesn't have 
he doesn't I, I just don't see him being able Canelo. I think the best he could do is uh, you know, make it a good you know, a close enough fight. Um, but but that's about it. I think Canelo's just you know, like Zito said, I think Canelo's a class above, but this is just a, a bad style matchup for Canelo, which to me says a lot about Canelo. Again, he fought Arizlande Laura, another, you know, mobile southpaw when none of his team wanted him to. He fought Austin right. Trout, another rangy southpaw, when none of his team wanted him to. So, you know, now he's his own guy. He doesn't have, you know, he runs the team, and he still chooses to fight a style like this, you know. Um, so, again, I think, you know, Billy Joe Saunders is going to give him fits at times, but I don't think he's going to give him enough fits to, to you know, to be able to win on the scorecards. Okay. All right, Bob. You better, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, go ahead. No, 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 I was ahead. just going to say. Uh, I was going to say, and and just, I mean, absolutely. Um, Billy Joe, it, I, I don't see him being as competitive as Dan, um, as, as Danny Jacobs was. Mm-hmm. But like okay. Billy Joe, he's good enough. I'm going to say this. He's good enough to to come into the party, but he's not good enough to dance. Like he's gonna laugh, That's but he's a not. Good way to put it. He's gonna laugh, but I mean, that he's good enough to laugh. He's good enough yeah, to have laugh, a couple but, drinks, I mean, nod his head, <laughs> maybe even talk to some women. But he's just not yeah, gonna get on the dance floor. Yeah, that was me at the club. That was me. <laughs> not allowed to. Yeah, he's just not right, quite. Bob, just, you know a... what? Not quite that level. Just not quite that not... level. Yeah. Yes, sir. Bob, you've had a, a layoff there now. You better be ready. Uh, GSC, okay. your big boy, George St. Pierre right. versus yeah, Cahiz. All right. It's in the works. Well, so it's in the works. Okay, so let's let's back this up because we were talking Poirier, McGregor, Michael Chandler. That that so the 165 pound division is is really messed up right now. Um, Dana White told everyone to just take a chill pill in his arrogant Dana White fashion he's like they just fought no one's fighting anytime soon all right so khabib says that you know he's not going to hold up the division um but the fact of mcgregor or chandler or poirier going against khabib is like zero to nil um dana white keeps pushing he came out and said you know hey uh like it's me that keeps pushing khabib to fight uh, and and Khabib's got a point. There's not anybody under 185 pounds that has a chance, you know, to beat Khabib. He, he's in a different. He, he's in a class of his own. You know what I mean? So if he can bribe him with that money, the only thing would be the GSP out of retirement kind of thing. Now GSP, not my favorite fighter because again, you know, smart fighter. Um, and I can't take anything from him, just like Daniel Cormier, not my favorite. You know, they're, they're amazing athletes. They do a lot of great things, okay? So I, I'm not trying to be that way, but GSP would just go out and win, and all the girls would just ooh and ah because, he's you know, he's so ripped up, um, you know, and his little tidy briefs and shit, um, you know, and painted on abs. You know, he's got real abs. You know, I'm just – I'm super jealous, all right? So super jealous. I don't know if that's showing through on the air, but I'm going to throw that out there. And, and, and then, and then, so he might come out of retirement, you know, and then, and then, uh, but, but literally Khabib is, is in, in, in a, in a division all his own. He, he I mean, he handled, uh, um, 
shoot, um, I'm, I'm brain farting Gage. right now. But, them yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. Them all. Gage is like, you know, them all, right? Um, Gage is like a D1 wrestler. And, and you know, again, like, I can't make this stuff up. Like, Google Khabib, like, when he's like 10 or 11 years old, the guy is wrestling a bear. You know what I mean? You can't. Yeah. You yeah. can't. And, yeah. and everyone will tell you, like, you have no – and, yeah, and I've and I've come across these guys when I was training jits and all that kind of stuff and grappling. There's some dudes that are are smaller that have big man strength. It's just it's just unreal like how they do it. And sometimes it's those longer guys. It's like wow, like where does this strength come from? And Khabib's one of those guys. Like so anybody under 185 pounds really can't beat him. So the only thing left is is a big showstopper. Uh, uh, Big bring you know GSP out of retirement. Khabib's last fight on his contract, and then Khabib can retire. I mean, he we talked about it when his dad was alive. He was thirty and zero, and he was done. He made twenty nine, so this might be the only way to get Khabib to come back. Um, meanwhile, Khabib, while that's in the works, Khabib will not. He will vacate that title to give a chance to Gagey, Poirier, McGregor, Chandler. We don't know what's happening with that division. Um, but, you know, there's time to work that out. Uh, if, if Khabib gives up the title, it'll most likely be Gagey versus uh, – or uh, Poirier versus Chandler, and then and then the winner of that probably against Gagey. I don't know. I don't know. And McGregor's you know got to work. I think, I think it should be Poirier against Charles Oliveira. Oliveira's on an eight-fight winning streak, and he absolutely – I know Ferguson was coming off the drubbing to Gagey, but he, actually, he absolutely mopped the floor with Ferguson. Um, Eight fight winning streak in that division, you know what I mean? I, right. I, 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 I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Chucky Olives guy. Uh, yeah, I think he deserves great. a shot. Ooh. I think he deserves a shot. But either way, you got like five. You got like a five man log jam up there. You know what yeah. I mean? And you got you got two guys fighting tonight because Darius is on like a five or six fight winning streak. You got two guys tonight fighting who are going to be like right, right behind these guys. Yeah, it's a jam-packed uh, uh, weight division. But you know, again, uh, it's almost like we got to take Khabib out of it because I mean, even the other fighters in those divisions, all the way up to you know 185, you know, Carm or Carmen Usman and stuff, you know, like or Israel Asanda and stuff, they're like, like Khabib will just go in there, like he can just keep going up weight until he loses, really, you know, and well, and that might be his thing. I don't know, but no one's gonna beat him at the weight he's at. Well, well, my question would be, if Khabib and GSP fought, what what would they fight at? It, it would be whatever. I, I think it would be a catch weight coming, like, because Khabib can go anywhere and he don't care. You know what I mean? As, as long as the money's right. Um, so they, they would probably let uh, GSP pick it. I, I would think they would get down, you know, I would say 170 is 165. Yeah, yeah 165 I'm because, you know, they always you know, bandy about having a 160, you know, the fighters always bandy about having a 165-pound class. And I wouldn't think Khabib would want to go all the way down to 155. He hated doing that for for regular fights, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think 165, maybe 170 at the most, but I'm thinking 165. Well, you know, yeah. uh, GSP had to bulk up for his role in uh, Captain America: Winter Soldier. I never got any damn oh, yeah. roles in the movie. Yeah, so wow. so you know, all these guys with abs, I'm over it. 
you know what I mean? I painted mine on, but whatever. No one called me. Uh, uh, so, <laughs> but yeah, uh, so uh, yeah, he he's bulked up. He's had a lot of years off, but again, you know, he can hide behind the same thing as as, as McGregor. You know, I haven't been in the ring in a while. I don't have any ring time. I haven't, you know what I mean? And there's not, you know, so uh, GSP will always linger in the back as one of the all-time best. Uh, uh, and and he'll he'll get you know his comebacks if he wants them. Um, but again, Khabib is uh, he's just on a different level. I, I'd like to see. I mean, Gagey Poirier. Uh, I'd like to see that Oliveira Poirier, Oliveira Gagey. You know, I'd like to see that kind of stuff. McGregor um, Chandler. Chandler. Just see these guys mix yeah, it up. Yeah, McGregor Chandler. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, you know, Ferguson's doing good, but he just came off that loss. Uh, yeah. To, to yeah. Uh, what did you call him? Charlie O. Charlie, I like that. Ch- Charlie Chucky Olive. Chucky Olive. Chucky. Yeah. Chucky Olive. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but yeah. So again, a real, I mean, dangerous, dangerous division. You know, I mean, if if us heavyweights could hit like these mofo's, oh my god, you know, oh. Well, what about we used to uh, like one or two punches? Let's talk about another older guy. Uh, Usman, uh, Usman against uh, Masvidal. Can it be? It, can it go, or not? Yeah, that, that can happen. I mean, Jorge. Jorge oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah, go ahead, Bob. I was going to say Jorge's. You know, uh, he's ranked fourth. You know what I mean in that division. Um, only, only above. You know, below Leon Edwards, Gilbert Burns, and Colby Covington. But you know, Usman and and Jorge Masvidal would be a great fight. Because it'd be action-packed. I mean, Masvidal's still got the uh, BMF title. You know what I mean? Masvidal's not going anywhere as an older guy. Um, mm-hmm. and um, Which is good because he's got that real unorthodox uh, style. And then I think we were talking on the show, like I did some research, like uh, he's he's passed away now, but uh, Kim or Kimbo, like Kimbo was the first one that got yeah. Jorge into the backyard fighting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and did really well. I so that's Jorge's fight back then. Yeah. yeah, fantastic stuff. So here's the problem with, with Usman Masvidal, right? Part of the reason why you're you're hearing about that and we're speaking about that is because Masvidal, you know, he, he obviously he only had like a week to get ready for that fight. So, you know, he's like, you know, give me a full camp and I can beat the guy. At the same time, Usman was coming into that fight with a shattered nose. And it was uh-huh. like, look, let me let me be healthy. And I stopped the guy. Part of the reason, you know, obviously Masvidal is going to say that because, you know, that's, he feels that way, I'm sure, but that's also for a title. Usman right. knows that Masvidal is a bigger money fight. But here's the problem with that. Number one, Usman has to beat a very surging contender in Gilbert Burns first. Gilbert a guy Burns. who was his, was his training partner for quite some time. So Usman has a huge task ahead of him, number one. Number two, Masvidal cannot talk his way back into a title shot with Usman. What he's got to do is he hasn't fought since the loss. He's got to get on the bike and get a win. However, here's the problem with Masvidal getting on the bike and getting a win. It has to be Nate Diaz. Maybe he gets Nate Diaz rematch, big money fight, and not only a big money fight, it's a very winnable fight for him. But the problem is, is outside of maybe the Nate Diaz fight, right now, the public would only accept one fight, and that's against Kobe Covington. And yeah. 
Master Dow ain't going to beat Kobe Covington. Sorry to tell you, I don't care if you love him, hate him, you care less about him. Master Dow ain't going to beat him now. Um, outside of that, the only other fight for Master Dow uh, would be Leon Edwards. And Leon Edwards is Gary Fight Rises to Station, Hazmat Shemayev. So he's got to get by him. So that's the problem with getting Masvidal back to Usman, is that Usman has a tough task, and masvidal has got to get on the ropes and get a W, and, and, and that's going to be tough with uh, the competition he's likely to face outside of maybe Nate Diaz. Well, yeah, and Burns and Usman's happening next weekend. So, yeah. That's how, yeah. You know, that, so they they got to get through that there. So we will have that yeah. to talk about next week. Yeah, you talk about that. Masvidal is not beating Usman if they fight again. I mean, that's that's not a good style matchup to be for Masvidal. Which is why why he's not beating Kobe. Which is why he's not beating Kobe. You know, you know, know, as much as they don't like each other, Kobe and Usman are, you know, they're they're kind of very similar, right? The only difference is. Kobe is more high volume, and Usman is more high impact. You know what I mean? Um, I, I think they're what what on the feet. I mean, Kobe was piecing Usman up too. Usman was just piecing him up harder. You know what I mean? It's throwing some body shots, but they're very. I mean, they're and I honestly I think on their best nights they're the best two guys in the division. Gilbert Burns against Usman is a tough fight though. Tough, tough fight. Tough fight for Usman. Right. One thing with Usman and, and, and uh Covington, one thing these guys they they they're water to where they kill explosions. They'll drown them. Um Usman one thing is is he he will get you on a cage he, he'll skin skin you and uh, he's not Khabibish, but he's 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 real real adept at not not taking too much on the feet and getting where he wants to get. And kind yes, of he is. I mean, I guess that is kind of Khabibish, but I mean, Usman he will drown explosion. Um, yeah. And like guys like Masvidal, that you just, you don't want to see those guys because as soon as you latch on, then you spend the round latched on to him. Yeah, and Kobe's and Kobe is the same way. Mm -hmm. Kobe will drown the hell out of explosion, drown to to death. Which is why I don't. Go ahead. No, I was going to say which is why I don't think Kobe is. I mean, I don't think uh, you know Masvidal is a you know Kobe's a good style matchup for Masvidal. I don't think so at all. You were saying about Hazmat and Leon Edwards. Yeah, well. Hazmat, I like to call him Hazmat, you know, because he's just he's just dangerous. <laughs> yeah. You know, but he's, he's fighting Leon Edwards in uh, March, and then like I'd like to see him, you know, after that, then we'll be able to uh, roll up that uh, the welterweight card there and maybe get him to go against Covington or Usman, you know what I mean? Let's see what he's got coming in with his well, Swedish kickboxing, you know. Well, you know, what I mean, before uh, Edwards had had got bumped for being inactive. He was actually the the number third rated middleweight. He he like a seven or eight fight winning streak, and his his last loss was you know a decision to Usman. Um, so you know I mean he hasn't beaten any killers in a streak. But again, man, you know some of these divisions, uh, not like lightweight, but you know just having a streak in in these divisions is is, is pretty impressive in itself. Um, so if if Hazmat were to go ahead and beat Leon Edwards. 
then his next logical flight would probably be somebody like a you know a Kobe or a Gilbert Burns or yeah. or someone like that. So that, it, we're very close to getting some of these answers to some of these questions that make this sport so entertaining. Right, and we've talked about all these new guys coming up. Um, sort of throw in a, a quick tally on you know we. Daniel was supposed to cut 60 before uh, New Year's. But anyway, um, just yeah. found out today, um, 10 and 5, Antonio Carlos Jr. got cut. 10, 3 and 1, yep. Carlos Minos got cut. 10 mm. and 4, Ryze yep. and uh, Vanessa Maleo, Peter Barnett, uh, yep. Spike Carley, Anthony Ivey, Jacob Kilborn, uh, Sahara Morales, uh, Vincent Moreira, uh, Marcus Perez, Cole Williams. And then they all just got cut. We already knew about Yoel Romero, Anthony Pettis, mm. Anthony Johnson, Anthony yeah. uh, Rocco Martin. So, again, he's, exactly. he's, he's cutting. They've got so many new people coming up that have this talent that they've got to kind of make room. And so, um, just you know, like tonight. for the you know, sport, though, because, the, you know, some, some of these guys uh, are just reaching their prime, too, that got cut. So, you know, some of these guys go to Bellator or one championship or Ryzen. And, and, you know, more competition, um, you know, for the UFC. The UFC kind of has a monopoly on MMA in, in the States, they right? Do. Um, you know, I watch Bellator, but, I mean, let's be honest, right? So, you know, the more competition to some of these other leagues, the better. Sucks for the fighters uh, because, obviously, being at the UFC is more opportunity for bigger pay, um, you know, unless you're a big, giant name. But, uh, you know, they have a chance to make their name in, you know, another, you know, somewhat prominent organization. So, uh, you know, I, I really wish them all the best. But I think, you know, overall, it's kind of healthy for the sport. Yeah, kind of healthy. And, and, and again, it's like – oh, go ahead. Well, no, I was just going to say, and, and, I mean, it's, you know, they're, they're getting sick from the NBA to the D-League. They play good enough, they come back yeah. to the NBA. Well, you're going and, to win and, and, and like, do something pretty good, they're, they're going to invite you back. Right. And talking about, you know, Bellator and FC1 and all those that, that, that Ty was bringing up, uh, you know, Frank had me look up tonight. Uh, Paige Van Zandt just fought on that, what's that new bare-knuckle uh, fighting championship? So that's yeah, I, I actually, uh, I actually, dude, I actually watched that last night. Um, I haven't stopped watching it all day. <laughs> yeah, she, she, lost, she lost the unanimous decision. Um, but, uh, but, but, you know, she's, she's a tough gal. She always, you know, I mean, that's the one thing you knew about her that she's scrappy as hell. Um, and you know, you know, her boxing is just not Chris. She was fighting a, 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 another young lady who's, you know, was just a little bit more experienced, but, um, she did, she, by no means did she embarrass herself. By no means did she get marked up or anything. She just, she just got beat. You know what I mean? She just lost. Um, yeah, she but, got a little pissed but, uh, off after the after that loss. Yeah, she was retiring, but uh, her husband talked her out of it. Oh well, that's that. She's back to MMA. Oh, so there it is. Yeah. Well, she's got a lot of work. Then she's got a lot of work to do. I honestly thought, uh, based on the competition level and bare knuckle boxing, she had a little less work to do. She's going back to MMA. She's got to get her ass in gear or. Else, just go ahead and get that Instagram money, that Insta money, 
Right. I mean, what? What? Okay. So I gotta throw this out. I don't mean to offend any of our lady listeners, but Paige Van Zandt is actually what you'd call hot or very cute. I don't know the correct term. Why? Why were you gonna go in some bare knuckle fight? Like, like okay, so knuckles. And I try to tell you know martial <laughs> arts into into boxing MMA. Knuckles are only good for cutting, and they're pretty much cut. You know, hold your hands up by your face or behind your eyes. They'll cut those areas. You know, these people are wrapping their thumb and their wrists, and they're going in. Like I fought bare knuckle in 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 uh, uh, Brazil in Valley Tudo, and and man, when you hit somebody so hard, so many times in the face or the head, like your knuckles swell up to like dang near five ounce boxing gloves. They're, they're it's gross. So no one's winning that. I mean, I don't care who you are, whether you win the fight or not. You get, you're getting some scar tissue. I mean, they put Chris Lee <laughs> no in there. Like, that. That, is, that, no. like, that is your way out show. Like, I want to sign up for that shit. Like, I got metal knees and a metal neck, but you can cut my face. Let's bleed. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, give me a final go off. You know? <laughs> no one is winning. No one is winning. <laughs> no. no. I love that. No. Hey, no. Z, let me ask you a question. Uh, Austin Trout's fighting tonight. He's fighting uh, Juan Garcia. What's your thoughts on it? Um, I hope it's not a guy who's up and coming right now. Um, Austin, he's on the other side of the track. I mean, he, yeah. he was good. And Austin, um, he's a guy who grew. He was a guy who was more raw when, when he was named, really first started coming out. You'll see he's raw, but he learned to use his abilities and be a very, very keen and crafty fighter. And I, I, I learned to kind of appreciate what Austin Trout became. So okay. all hopes do too. All right. It, it, Z, let oh, me ask and you. I don't mean in a. Oh. Yes, okay. I was just going to uh, ask another uh, question. Uh, just think, uh, go ahead. Do you, do you think that we're going to see Sean Porter versus uh, uh, Terrence Crawford this year at all? Or is that not going to happen? I don't anticipate Terrence Crawford fighting anybody from the PBC uh, stable anytime soon. Anytime soon. I just, um, I don't understand. Like, the talk is keeping things fueled, and there's no sign of any, you know, anything really being happening concrete between between those two promotion agencies. It's just, that's, you know, really kind of a dream right now. As far as anybody, you know, Crawford finding Spence, uh, Porter, or anybody from that stable right now, it's, about, it's, it's just a hype dream. Okay. Ty, what do you think about uh, uh, on the 20th, you got Oscar Valdez coming back in against uh, Miguel Burst. So. Ooh, that is going to be an entertaining, entertaining fight. I got You got to favor Miguel Burchell. Uh, you know, Oscar Valdez is a guy who, man, uh, he got his jaw broken, and, and it's—I mean—still just war, 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 war that guy out, out, out. Uh, I think it was against Scott Quigg. Um, but, but I, you know, I think his style. You know, unfortunately, Oscar Valdez has one of those styles that's just not long-lasting, and you know, uh, you know, he just takes too much punishment. Um, and against a guy like Miguel Burchell, you don't want to continue to take a lot of punishment. Valdez has a chance, um, but you know, 
Miguel's going to be the favorite. He's going to be the favorite for a reason. I expect him to win uh, entertaining, hard-fought 12-round decision. That's kind of what I expect. It's going to be entertaining. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good fight. Good, but, good fun fight. Okay. Bob, what do you think uh, about uh, Aspen Lad versus uh, Johan uh, uh, Pena? I, I didn't look that one up, Frank. I don't know anything about it. Uh, well, <laughs> so, I'm sorry. All right, everybody hear that? He, everybody, let, I'll just let you know. We deduct five bucks right. for, from tonight's pay. Wow. Completely unprepared. Completely. I mean, you caught me. You guys what? were talking boxing. I'm over trying to turn a leaf. I'm putting what? VA juice in what? my beer. I'm trying to get my vegetables what? in, and you caught me off guard. <laughs> <laughs> with Bob and Ty, let, can, can I, let me see if I can get you guys in on one. Try to redeem yourself. Um, it's Alistair Overeem's fighting tonight, right? He's fighting Alistair. You know football. that's my guy. You know that's my <laughs> guy. Oh. <laughs> hit, uh, Love Overeem. Huh? Any thoughts that's on that fight? Yeah, I just, yeah, I, mean, I just yeah, watched. I'll uh, oh, go ahead. ahead. No, please, please. I, I was going to say, Mark, Mike Rodriguez just uh, choked out Daniel Marcus. I've been watching the fight. They've had a couple of girl fights on here, too, that were really good. Uh, Jonathan yeah. Edwards, we talked about her a couple of weeks ago. She came out with a win, but she got you know bested by Carol Rosa. But, yeah, tonight we've got Overeem as the main card versus Volkanov. Um, they're up at the top of the, uh, uh, their rankings. Um, so, uh, where are we at? Yeah, um, but, yeah, so they're up at the top. That's going to be a great fight tonight. Um, also, we talked about um, Diego Sanchez against Clay Guida uh, back in the day. Yeah. Where, you know, uh, one of the best fights ever. So, Guida's fighting tonight. He's against Michael Johnson, lightweight. Um, again, they're throwing all these top guys. You know, they're still cutting people. They're still cutting people. So, we're getting to see a lot of really good talent go up against other really good talent that used to be pay-per-view material. And so, it's kind of really neat. But it's sad for the fighters. You know what I mean? Because Dana's just cleaning house. Yeah. Okay. Well, all right. Now let's see if you can answer this one. It, it, you know, this is like a double double deal here. Double jeopardy, Will, man. Yeah, that's right. It's, it's, you got to watch Jeopardy, except that uh, Alex isn't there anymore. Um, <laughs> Mayweather versus um, Paul. Is it going to go? I see it's postponed. But do you think it'll ever work? Oh God! Um, I hate this kid. I want to. I want to fight this kid. I. Oh God! I, I think I do too. I mean, apparently he's dying, so. I he would go away. He's go away. <laughs> he said, "I hate this kid." I hate I'm, this kid. Uh, <laughs> um, I think. He, I, he to be honest, I'm again. <laughs> yeah. To be honest, if it happens, I really don't care. It's not. It yeah. has no effect on boxing, MMA. It has no effect on anything except for YouTube, which I watch for other things. So, well, I mean, it's it's not. I mean, it's what relevance does it have? Literally, what relevance does it have? What title is at stake? What work is? I mean, Mayweather's work is none. So, what work has he put in to? You know, this is 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 getting ludicrous. It's getting ludicrous to me. That that I mean I, I can understand playing basketball, but now you're trying to hurt somebody off of views and hits and stuff. I guess I mean I guess that generates millions. So now talk gets 
makes you the toughest guy in demand. And that, I, I've never known that to be the case. So that's what we have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so two things. Like number one. For everything I do. You know, don't, don't talk smack. You know, let, your, let yourself talk yeah. in the ring. And this guy does nothing. But, you know, YouTube is for looking how to change, you know, your car filters and stuff like that. It's not for watching some kid tack smack about people that can really oh, fight. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, and if, if it does happen, I hope they don't stop it. And maybe they're just – Pummels this kid, makes him bleed. Wow. Like I want to fall you MMA fight. I want to, I want to reverse spinning elbow to this kid's freaking <laughs> nose. You know, I, I, I want this kid punished. <laughs> well, that brings us to right up to the uh, to the end of our hour, uh, and I, I love the commentary. <laughs> <laughs> quite, quite colorful it was. Quite colorful. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm a little passionate about that. I'm sorry, I get emotional in that. All right, you can quite tell. Colorful, you can tell. Colorful. Yeah, colorful. You can tell now that he's yeah. in California, can't you? <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> wow! Oh, you know, it sounds like he's in New York. Aren't the California guys supposed to be laid back? It sounds like he's in New yeah. York, in the Bronx. Jersey it sounds like he's in the Bronx. Welcome back, Carter. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I want to thank everybody for being on tonight. Bob, it was uh, great to have you on and always prepared as usual, except for one. And we're marking that down in the oh, report card here. Not wow. going to let that go. Oh. Yes, sir. I'm going to live with you for the rest of your life. <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> Ty, Ty, it's always great to have you on. You, you always bring a lot uh, to the table, and um, we really appreciate you uh, when you have the time that you're, you're on with us. And, uh, um, you know, I hope everything goes well up there this week. Uh, I know you're getting ready for more snow, so please, please be careful up there, guys. Are we? I kind of feel bad for you guys. Yeah. Like, I just left up there, you know what I mean? And part yeah. of me feels yeah, bad, but this 70-degree weather out here I melts that stuff right <laughs> off my heart. Well, <laughs> more snow. I'll be, I'll be traveling, too, so I, I got to pay attention to that. Yeah, yeah we'll be, yeah. we'll be going. And, yeah, we're driving. We're leaving tomorrow. I got to. Pay attention. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's uh, to start at three in the morning. T- t- tomorrow? Yeah. Tonight? Tomorrow? To Tonight into tomorrow, yeah. It's possible uh, six to eight oh. inches of snow for the Philly area. Mm. So, oh, maybe. Oh, all right. I got to check this out. Yeah. off. Come out to see me. go for a week. We'll ride bikes. It'll be good. You know? <laughs> all right. I hope you have a strong back for all that snow you're going to have to shovel, or at least have one of the kids out there doing it. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The back, yeah, I don't have that problem. <laughs> yeah, I, I had to, uh, I had to uh, try and help out with everybody up north uh, today. I had uh, Frankie's uh, uh, two-year-old, uh, four-year-old son in the pool with me this afternoon, and he was, uh, I was giving his, uh, his swimming lesson, but. Uh, that's just lovely to hear. Lovely to hear. Thank you. Lovely to hear. Lovely to hear. I was out on the Harley today running errands and stuff. Love you guys. Kudos to you guys. You guys love it. That's lovely to hear. Ty, you want to lead us out? 
been a great show, man, with uh, you, Zito, Bob, man. Love talking to you guys. Love being able to get on. I wish everyone well. Bob is our co-pilot. Coach Mello is watching over us. Dr. Chris keeps us laughing. Take care, everyone. Have a great week. Oh, another wonderful show. I would like to thank Bob. You, Bob. I'd like to thank you, Ty. I'd like to thank you, Butch. These shows are definitely a memory of Dr. Chris, Bob, and Coach Mel. If anyone wants to hear any fighting words, please do call. Yeah, guys, always a pleasure. I love chatting it up. I love when all of us are on, Ty and Z and, uh, uh, you know, Butch uh, or Frank as I go by. And then uh, God bless everyone of our uh, fighting words family, and and, uh, we'll talk to you next week. I want to thank everybody for being on and being so well prepared. It always makes a great show when uh, everybody's on and we can have this banner back and forth. But, uh, we do, we have increased again. Uh, we're now at uh, 271,000 listeners uh, weekly. So we appreciate everything you guys do. Um, the, ladies and gentlemen, these programs are brought to you each and every night of the week. Great for appreciation to the men and women in the United States Armed Forces, men and women from Park Services as well as the men and women from the first on the first line of defense against COVID. The doctors, the nurses, and the auxiliary people that work in the labs, the, the floor, people that keep the floors clean and everything else. We appreciate that. And, um, these, the, these programs are dedicated to those who have lost their lives in the line of duty. Deputy Robert Anthony Carroll, Patrolman David Curtis, Patrolman Jeffrey Colcap, Sergeant Thomas Batinger, Patrolman Jeffrey Yazowitz, Detective Randy Bell, Detective Ricky Children, San Diego Officer Mike Henley, Lieutenant Mike Zerba, Newcastle County Patrolman Anafa Crispin, Lakeland PD, Chief Al Hogle, Longwood Key Police Department, Chief Jimmy Ford, Wilmington Fire Department, Highway Patrolman Alonzo Moses, Philadelphia Highway Patrol, Highway Patrolman Brian Lazaro, Philadelphia Highway Patrol, Highway Patrolman Brian Murphy, Plymouth Township PA Highway Patrol, Lieutenant Bob Neary, Philadelphia Fire Department, Sergeant Mike, Mike Wilson, Charlotte County Sheriff's Department, Deputy Chief Mike Godwin, Philadelphia Fire Department. Deputy, Deputy Jonathan Scott Pine, Orange County Sheriff's Department. Patrolman Robert Germain, Windermere, Florida Police Department. Trooper Chelsea Richards, Florida Highway Patrol. Lieutenant Joyce Craig Lewis, Philadelphia Fire Department. Patrolman Charlie Conn, Tarpon Springs Police Department. Hillsborough County Deputy Sheriff Charlie Kostop. Sergeant James O'Connor, Philadelphia Police Department. Sergeant Ronnie Pine, Charlotte State Police Captain Chris Leach, Wilmington Fire Department. Lieutenant Jerry Fikes, Wilmington Fire Department. Lieutenant Ardeth Hope, Wilmington Fire Department. FBLE Special Inspector Vinny Galaccio. Bower State Trooper Corporal Stephen Ballard. Kissimmee Patrol Officer Matt Baxter. Kissimmee Sergeant Sam Howard. Captain Matt Letourneau, Philadelphia Fire Department. Deputy Bill Gentry, Highland County Sheriff's Department. Deputy Clay Zerba, Clay County Sheriff's Department. Deputy Natalie Corona, LA County Sheriff's Department. Deputy April Rodriguez, Pasco County Sheriff's Department. Officer Bob McKetchen, Lucky, Kentucky Police Department. Trooper Joe Bullock, Florida Highway Patrol. And Sergeant Brian Levine, Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office. My brothers and seven at this point. Sometime we'll be 10 10 at the table of the Lord. Until that time, in the road, we right up to each other. May the winds be always at your back. May the rain fall softly on your fields and the sunshine lightly on your face. Until we meet again. May the good Lord keep you and your families always in the hallow of his hands. Tonight, God bless us. Great week. Shemarek <laughs> 